We are back. Florida's Fitness Podcast with Mark and Mark. We're back. Again. Again. Again, again. Again, again. Because this morning was a complete fumble. And I sounded like Darth Vader. Yeah. And yeah, it was noisy. And there was babies and there was crying. (laughs) Yep. In a coffee shop. Not to make it weird or nothing. So we relocated to a new spot. To a new spot, so we can do this podcast. We were productive, though. For you guys. Yeah. And we have some awesome topics to talk about. Uh, for the third week in a row, we're going to talk about coronavirus, because it's ruined sports. Uh, um, it and like, has ruined sports. Yeah, it literally has. But, uh, like, amongst full, other things. Amongst other things. And like, some bitch. full disclosure, before more people get upset, um, like I take this... As much as I am dismissive and not submissive, not not sub- subdued. No, I'm dismissive. Dismissive. Yeah, I'm dis- yeah dismissive and sarcastic about it. Like you know, health is very serious, and I, I take the virus you know very seriously. And, and same. Like like uh, just be precautious and obviously wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Yeah. Do all the necessary things you should be doing, like taking your vitamins, drinking enough enough water, getting, getting your exercise, sleep. getting that, yeah, adequate sleep, being out in the sun, like the all basic. the yeah, like the basic things that like you shouldn't be told to do, but you like as a society you need to be told to do, like all that stuff. Um, but like, like I said, you know, I take health very seriously, and you know the virus. This virus is has been blown up out of proportion, and I've been very dismissive because I find it convenient that society media tends to blow up uh, the virus every couple of years, you know, way out of proportion than yeah. it is. So, I mean, this is like the most talked about quote unquote plague that we've had in recent history, and it, it's kind of ridiculous. And I'm yeah. over it at this point. Yeah, as am I. <laughs> And I honestly would give it about another two weeks before I completely, like, figure yeah. out. It's just that, um, like what you were saying, I'm not dismissive of this whole thing at all. Yeah. The thing that annoys me is that it's just become... It, it's, it's clickbait. It is clickbait. And people are just now... Like, you're, tar- you're taking something that's a very legitimate potential or, or, or is a very real threat and turning it into this, like... It's epic multinational drama that's playing out. Yeah. And it honestly, like it's I think the hysteria is gonna kill more people than the virus will. And I'm not even gonna call it a disease or plague, like it's a virus. And it will actually. Um the thing is like biologically, this has been my my I try to take sort of a factual stance on the whole thing. It's like when you're under stress, you either fight, flee, or freeze. Yeah. And so in this in this case, if you're constantly bombarded by what you're seeing in social media anyways with all this chaos, yeah. the added stress of having to deal with something like this actually literally biologically shuts down your immune system. Because when your body is in a fight, flight, or flee circumstance, or freeze circumstance, yeah. what it does is shuts down your immune system to prioritize all the other, other things. Yeah, all the other vital systems, which makes sense. And, so, you know, this bombardment of media hysteria has literally caused more people to get sick than should be, mm. I would say. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's why I come off as dismissive and sarcastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think there's also room to be sarcastic and dismissive because you are doing all the necessary steps. You're taking care of all the necessary steps to, yeah. to set yourself up to be disqualified yeah coronavirus and like, not to like say anything but I rarely get sick like I get sick once a year if that and like yeah that one time a year is like pretty shitty mm-hmm. and I told myself I wouldn't curse as much in this podcast because I'm a mama sorry mama shut <laughs> out Miss Cox yeah <laughs> she uh, told trying. me not to swear as much but uh yeah <laughs> and then I told her, no, I didn't tell her anything. She kicked my ass. <laughs> but um, I said nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I said yes, man. Yeah. But uh, no, it can be a guess. Yeah. You'll walk on roll. <laughs> but yeah, like I, you know, I take this full, this virus fully serious, and um, 
I lost my training spot because of our intruder. But yeah. No, you take uh, it seriously. We all should. We definitely all should take it seriously. But every people's behaviors right now are all acute. It's very like right now reactionary as opposed to how do you attend to the fact that most of the people the most they're the susceptible to it are people over the age of 60. The older you are, the more susceptible you are to it. Yeah, which is, which is true with any virus. Yep. I mean, your immune is obviously going to degrade the older you get. Mm-hmm. If you have a current pre-existing condition, yeah. another reason. Um, and the other one was, um, um, I think if you're just experiencing a certain amount of stress. Yeah, well, another one of those I, I feel like exposure, like if you tr- recently traveled abroad, yeah. obviously you're going to be more... Or travel in general. Yeah, yeah just be cautious. Sure. Like like I said before, like do all the necessary things you're supposed to be doing anyway. Like don't touch your face, wash your hands repeatedly. Like I carry like medical medical grade hand sanitizer in my bag like all the time. Uh, it, just do all the things that are necessary. Like the hoarding that's going on right now, like with the stockpiling, prescriptions, uh, toilet paper, which I don't understand, uh, the water bottles, the soap, like do you not have soap at home? Like, are you just a filthy animal? No. Like, is that is that what society has rendered you now? But um, yeah, let's. We're just developed in a yeah. less less conscious environment, probably. Yeah, it, so there's, you know, like those people. Those are the people who are the same people who are, who have the uh, salt life sticker on their car, and the first ones to flee during a hurricane. So, um, yeah, and I said it, and if that offends you, then. Well, it's probably true. <laughs> yep. And I think that's that's really the gist of what I think we should take away from it is since this is a fitness podcast. Yeah, let's tie it back into do fitness. what it takes to make sure that your health is always in care. Yeah, fitness isn't just about running into walls and um, killing yourself. Well, like like I said before, you know. Always prepare. Like if you you if you fail to prepare, you're planning to fail. So um, always be prepared, uh, no matter what the circumstances are. Yeah. And um, you know, to tie back into fitness, like you know, like I say, I joke around like saying it's the sports apocalypse because literally everything has been canceled. Like yep. NHL, major sports, NBA has been canceled. The NCAA championships are canceled, and now I just found out like. Before we start recording, any NCAA rec- recruiting has been canceled. So, you know, I was a spring recruit. Right? That's a huge blow to, like, a lot of schools. Like, I know a lot of schools are, are being, a lot of colleges and universities are being uh, shut down or quarantined or whatever you want to call it. Um, class, uh, classes are going to be offered online, but obviously you can't have a practice online. So, you know, no athletic programs. You can't are, if you're in esports. <laughs> I, that's not, that's not. Uh, don't get me started on that topic. I've already discussed it last time. We're not time. touching that one. Yeah, we're not touching that one. I'm just we're avoiding that one like the plague. Yeah, it's trash. But um, yeah, like it's uh, yeah, it's a huge hit to college athletics, and you know, it's professional sports. Obviously, like you know, we're gonna have to do something else other than watch sports now. I, I mean, know. I mean, we're gonna have to catch up on our Netflix. Much I guess. in the same sense as like what we we're talking about with the Olympics. This is yeah. some people's chance to be a part of something big. yeah like um and it's disrupting yeah like some of these seniors who are you know just making the ncaa uh championship game or meet or uh, like this is was their last shot and their last chance and now they can't perform at their what they you know what they dreamed about for as you know as kids like you know if this happens with the olympics like that'd be a, a total shame mm-hmm. you know which the olympics are still adamant that like they're not looking to postpone or They're cancel it. it. They're playing it by ear. Um, same thing with the CrossFit Games. Mm. And um, I know a lot of the sanctionals have been postponed but not canceled yet. I know the Mid-Atlantic uh, CrossFit Championships is still uh, currently on schedule for, I think it's in May or April. So everything's going to be by ear and you know, hopefully everything you know pans out. I know uh, the Arnold, a lot of the events at the Arnold got canceled. Canceled. Which it was is only... Like, um, it was only people who were part of the events. Yeah. Um, no audiences and then, like, family members. Yeah, and, it, like, they talked about that with the NBA and, like, the NCAA final before canceling it completely. But, like, it's hard to 
compete at your best with no spectators. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as like, oh, you know, you should be focused on your game plan and everything. Like, sports, you get into sports because it's a spectator sport. Like, you feed off the energy of the crowd. You feed off your teammates. Like, it's hard to do that when there's no one watching you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, how many people, like, do people go watch you do your job? Like, no. It, no. It, like, it's hard to get that same energy when no one's there. Mm-hmm. So, it's just like, it, it'd be like another practice where, like, I, I can't go best time in practice, you know? No. So, that's what's going on. Um, out there in the world? Out there in the world. It's just, just crazy times, you yeah. know? But no, I think I more than they... anything, it shouldn't it shouldn't detract from what, was, what we got going on, anyways. Yeah. One of the topics that we wanted to discuss was um, we got into this conversation about swimming. Yeah. And pinging off of your competition. Yeah. And ultimately running your own race. Um. And in certain extents, like where you certainly want to play off of what the world is doing pay attention to what's going on you don't necessarily want to define everything that you're doing on a reactionary yeah i mean you want to run your own run your own race run your own race race, stay in your lane same thing yeah um you want to do things like you you can't be worried about what cindy's doing or what johnny's doing like you have to worry about what you're doing in the Um, other lane yeah. yeah i mean like there's no timeline in life except when you die well yeah other than that but like there's no set like you need to do this by this age. You need to do that by this age. Yeah. Like, there's no set, like, course. Um, it's all subjective. It's all up to you. Like, everyone runs their own race at their own time, at their yeah. own pace, at their own time. So. And you can uh, define how fast you're going to go. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, <laughs> I know people who are 21 and have three kids and married and all that stuff. And that's well and great. And they, that's their thing. Like, I know people who are just starting a family at, you know, 35. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it, it's all subjective and it's all at your own pace like really it's yeah. well I mean well that's important in terms of fitness and sports is that I think probably 90% of the people that get into fitness aren't aficionados aren't necessarily athletes aren't necessarily people that are going to want to go to regionals or compete or no they just want to be in, in they just want to be shape. fit yeah which and is so yeah. that being the case it actually behooves you to make sure that whatever it is that you decide to do, you're going to create some sort of a, your own lane, your own race to get there at a certain point without without constantly being pulled here and there by the forces of you know, society or what uh, keeping up with the Joneses is telling you. Because I think that's what ultimately messes up your ability to succeed is when you don't have your own set of values, your own set of wins. Yeah. To establish, like, say, oh, well, you don't have a game plan. You don't have a game plan. Yeah, and like, I, I mean, I feel like a strong game plan will deter you from not doing whatever what everyone else is doing. Well, I mean, here's the insightful thing that we talked about earlier is uh, so when you're in competition, yeah, you always have a plan for how you're gonna how are you gonna approach this race and how you're gonna finish it. Yeah. And just because in the prelims you notice that. Somebody, like maybe you've swam with them before, but maybe in the last few races, or maybe it's been like a, a, a good chunk of time since you last swam with this yeah. person. They come back and all of a sudden, they're just that much better. Yeah. Do you necessarily tweak your approach on the day of to accommodate for that? No. I mean, you you know what you're... You, you can, so this all comes down to like stoicism and what you can control. Also, like you can only control what you controls like so whatever is going on in your body at the time of the race like that's all you can do like you can't change what you know somebody else is doing like they could be feeling like a you know a million dollars that day and be swimming lights out you know faster than they ever swam before like they could be you know peak to the max and like you can you know not be feeling that great like you just have to keep going oh good old Sarasota (laughs) hey you're just crushed I just had a thought it's like it's like we all drove the same looking cars and we all pulled up to the red light. But some people are driving with like the, the inside of that car is actually built like a Ferrari. And some people have like a Pinto. Yeah. 
and you just you can smash that gas down as hard as you possibly can. And depending on the level of work that you put into it, you might you might have yourself a, a pretty powerful Ferrari. Yeah. But some people just, I guess you could say, ninety percent of people maybe get get to know better than like a really decent Ford Mustang. <laughs> yeah. Like in terms of performance and what you get out of like. Yeah. But you just have to. But you, you run that race as hard as you yeah, can. Yeah, you run the race as hard as you can and stick to your game plan. Stick to what you know how to do. Yeah. Um, you know, like, just to, as reference, like, I always knew for my swimming background, like, you know, 200 fly, like, example, I always knew I had to pace the first 100, sprint the third 50, at, which is the 150, and then the last 50 yards, I just hang on for dear life. And that was always my race strategy from 14 all the way until... Like I stopped swimming. Uh, so 21. basically, you yeah. always that. I that was my race strategy from 14 to 21. Yeah, and it never never changed. Mm. Uh, that that's what never worked. Ever. Yeah, never never ever changed except for the one time where I swam somebody else's race. Mm. And then after that, I never did it again. And what happened? I swam somebody else's race and I didn't execute what I wanted to do. Um, I'll tell a quick story again. Like this goes out to uh, one of my teammates, Danny Danny Wynn. Um, he wasn't my teammate at the time. He swam for a different club team. Uh, it was, he swam in, he's from Georgia. He swam for Swim Atlanta. And he came down to Sarasota for a swim meet, his team did. And at this meet, I tried to get my, I tried to qualify for my Olympic trial at the time in Sooner Fly. And I needed to go 203. And I was very close to it. And uh, the, the official at the starting block announced that in lane four, you know, my name, I was trying to qualify for my Olympic trial cut. And my teammates were at the end of my block, like cheering me on, yada, yada, yada. And Danny took it upon himself to go out Destroy. hard. Yeah, go out hard at the first 50. And me not wanting to lose that race because it's a home meet and me wanting to qualify, like I went out hard with him. He kind of pulled back after the first 50. I kept going hard, and I was on pace at the 100, like well beyond pace. At the 150, I was still on pace. And at the 175 mark, just about, it looked like somebody shot me in the legs. Like, I had no legs. I was, my arms were barely coming out of the water. I just, I was totally gassed, and I wasn't swimming my race. And I hit the wall, and I was very, I was probably a second, second and a half off the Olympic trial time. And, uh, you know, I was disappointed, but, like, I knew for myself that I wasn't prepared yet. I, I, hadn't, I hadn't peaked yet. And my coach was like, yeah, you learn your lesson? And I'm like, yeah, I swim my own race. He's like, but, you know, regardless of the outcome, like, I'm very proud of, you know, how you swam that race. And, like, you, you went out faster than you ever thought you could. So now you know, like, you, you can't go out that hard. And it's like a learning experience for you. Yeah. So uh, sometimes it's good to come off your game plan just to learn did that learn some things about you ultimately though no 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 so defa- literally like two weeks after that I qualified nice so um then I went out my first hundred was a second slower when I qualified than when I was racing at the home meet so it's uh yeah you stick to yeah you stick to your race plan so I had enough left in the tank on the way home that's why so so how do you so how do you, hold on, let's see. A little transition here. Yeah. How do I? So how do you, um, I guess, focus on making sure that you perform at your best, train your hardest, and really push as hard as you can? Um, and not get completely spent. Not get completely spent? Yeah. Like, how do you, because, I mean, it's a competition. Like, yeah. how do you, like, what if you go in mm-hmm. and then you, you're on the fourth block. Yeah. Which puts you lane. ahead of everybody. But yeah. then, like, for whatever reason, there's a person in lane one or lane eight that just comes Gun, alive. Yeah. Just comes alive at that time. Yeah. Everyone's different. And, like, for me, like, I... I had a lot of confidence in my coaches and in my ability to just relax 
Um, you know, I learned my lessons from the past. Like, you know, obviously, you know, racing Danny, racing Michael Phelps at the time, like, they're going to do whatever they're going to do. You can't control them. You have to just focus on all the things that you can control. And I can control how fast I'm going to go out and, like, my heart rate and what speed I'm going to go in. So I can control all that. Everything else is out, outside my control. Yeah. Uh, you know, stoicism 101, basically. Um, and, like, they're going to do what they're going to do. Like, they're going to take it out fast and they may crash and burn or they can take it out fast and they may hold on. They, you know, you, can, you can't control their outcome. You can only control your outcome. And uh, that's basically how so I approach all that. So in that case, is there a shared understanding between you and the coaches that, hey, obviously something happened where yeah. this kid has come back this season and is just crushing it. Yeah. And like... And we're just, I mean, we'll we'll do our best to calibrate to that. I mean, but we really there's really nothing. We yeah, can I mean, do you're expected to compete, and like obviously you can come alive like the last fifty yeah. and like really go at it. But at the end of the day, like you can only control what you do. Yeah. And like if you if you race stupid, like <laughs> and, race stupid. yeah, don't yeah. If you race stupid and go all out the first hundred of a two hundred and like die at the end. Yeah, that's on you. Yeah. You can't like you can't control like if you swim smart. Like it's it's all subjective, really. Like how how you swim. Yeah. And well, I mean, I, I know I'm coming up with like hypothetical yeah. scenarios, but like, do you sit down with your with your coach and say, "Hey, um, there's no way in hell I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna get first, competing against the Stones." There's just something that they're doing. There's just something that's changed. Yeah. That's beyond what we know, and we're just gonna do our damnedest to take second. Does that conversation no. come up? No, there is no second. So what? Okay, what is the what? conversation? Second, no. What is the conversation? Okay, okay. Conversation is like you pra- you you train you train the way. Well, you well let me let me yeah. pause. The reason why I say this is because it's very easy. It'd be very easy to take a look at you. Yeah. And make the comparisons of like, oh, I can never be like that guy. Or to why not? You have the same twenty four hours that I do. True. <laughs> but I mean, maybe they're like seventy five. They're trying yeah. to get to that level. Or like they look at like so, David Goggins, yeah, and they're like, ah, you know, I can do my damnedest to get close to that, but realistically, where on the spectrum can I get where I maximize my potential? Maybe become my own Goggins in my own in my own world. Yeah, and like a lot of Goggins, like so, and you can a lot see of this that stuff as like is, yeah, you is, can see that as like a second or third place, but yeah. to take away the places and podiums, like. You'll never DB David Goggins, but in your own sphere, like, you are still somebody. Yeah. Well, you're shaped from your experiences, mm-hmm. right? So, Dave Goggins had a crazy <laughs> life experience. Yeah, he did. Like, if you read his book, uh, Can't Hurt Me, which I totally recommend every single one of you uh, read it or even download the audio book because it has, like, a lot of – has, like, over two hours of extra content where he like talks about every chapter when he yells at you yeah and like kind of motivates you and tells you all the like the accountability mirror and all that stuff he talks about all this stuff and um yeah like he gives you insight on how he accomplished a lot of these things and say you you do all these things you never like who's to say you're not going to be like him but it, it's going to be it's all catered to you like it, it's to make you a better person not not be compared to him like you can't compare yourself to him because you're not him you're your, your own individual person yeah, yeah you actually make yeah. a really good point in that even though life can feel like a competition at times yeah I, I mean life is not like you, you can't get trapped in that no. that circle of just it's not like the the Joneses are not the same as like an Olympic meet no you know? Um, getting on the podium is not the same as I should bust my ass a, little, a lot harder so I can get. I mean, you could. Yeah. I can bust my ass a lot harder so I can afford a Lamborghini because John is a piece of shit. Sorry. <laughs> Chance curse. Um, John's a jerk. I don't like the fact that he owns a really nice Porsche, but I'm going to get a Lamborghini so that I can, in my mind, be first. Those are just arbitrary. It's yeah. not the same as like being judged by based on your performance and being judged by an actual group of judges at a competition. Yeah. It's not the same. I mean, it's... Everything is only control... Basically, only control what you can control. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's all based on what you can do and how you see yourself. Like, 
Like the reason I got into sports is I wanted to make myself feel better. I didn't want to make anybody else feel better. Yeah. Like, you know, I was doing it for myself, and like that's what you should be doing with everything. Like, only do things for yourself. Um, but Mark, Miyamoto Masashi, Miyamoto. book you, yeah, Miyamoto, yeah, the book you recommended. Um, no, what is feeling good about myself as being a lazy slob, playing video games all day? Okay. Video games. Uh, you're drawing me into this conversation. No, no, I don't no, want no. to. <laughs> I mean, just being like, yeah. not trying. Um, I'm not trying in your eyes. Are you? Are you really satisfied yourself being being that way? Deep down, that is the real. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, because you have to. You have to be real yourself. Because I like, think that's what cuts to the heart yeah. of the question. Yeah, it's like if you're dissatisfied by your circumstances, by your circumstances, you're not. You're literally not not taking anything. action. Yeah. You're like you're constantly bitching about. Oh man, I'm just fat. Yeah. All I do is go home, play video games, and go to sleep, and I wake what, up and I go to work. Yeah. What are you doing about it? Are you doing anything about it? Yeah. But if you're doing something about it, um, it gives you the room to be able to to say, you know what? I'm not quite where I want to be. Mm-hmm. What is it that I need to do to get there, get there faster? Exactly. It's just um, a shift in the questions. Yeah. It's yeah. changing. You're shifting the paradigm and like what you need to do like if you're not happy with where you're at yeah do something about it like, what was it what was it with, with David Goggins that happened I think he had like the, he was cleaning out he was working as like an exterminator yeah he was working as an exterminator and he looked himself to me he was like 300 something pounds at the mm. time that's crazy right and he, was, he came home after a shift uh, exterminating he had like I thought he had like left no, he, like, yeah, he quit. Yeah, he, yeah, he had quit. Uh, he's like, F this, quit, drove home, got like a a frosty, I think, or like a chocolate shake from steak and, or a steak and shake. Yeah. I got, make himself feel yeah, better. Make himself feel better. A uh, dozen donut, chocolate donuts. Oh my God. Little Debbie donuts. <laughs> and went to Atta his boy. mom's house and he could barely fit his towel around him after taking a shower. And he, there was a commercial, a Navy SEALs commercial. You know, uh, like baddest people on the planet, or toughest program, or something like that. Yeah. And I got him hooked, and he looked himself in the mirror. He's like, "I need to do something about this. Like, I feel so low about myself. I need to change." And he did. He took all the necessary steps to change. Like, he's already he's already been in the military. Like, he knows how to get himself into shape. He just had to do it in a certain amount of time, and he set a mission for himself. Did he fail out? I don't well, know the full story. I don't remember the full story. Off the top I know of that he he washed out the first time because he got injured mm-hmm. and had to do it. Well, he washed out of PJs because he um, he had the sickle cell trait, but doesn't have mm-hmm. sickle cell, mm-hmm. and he took it as a scapegoat to get out of military. Mm-hmm. But then when he went in for the Navy, he uh, I think he broke his foot or ankle yeah. the first time and had to do he had to do hell basically he had to do hell week three times before he passed. Which is crazy, but because it's hell week. Yeah, it's hell week. You, you only sleep for like four hours out of the whole week, which is yeah. I can't yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, as much as like you don't sleep. I know. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. it's not a it's bad not healthy. Honor. Yeah, I'm not like no. But uh, you know, he's he's a uh, unique individual. Um, probably one of the baddest people on the planet. Yeah, uh, his mental toughness game is uh, extraordinarily rare, and uh, it's so commendable. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, what, what other topics we got? Let's do a quick little systems check here. Yeah. Make sure everything is still good to go. Everything. Seems like my camera isn't heating up, so. Oh, good. The oh, fan's working. Right. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Fan's working. What, I get an update? We're 30 minutes deep. All right, cool. So... Uh, other topics, I, I wrote them all down. Um, Let's do a quick little check on what the other topics are. Yeah, quick little check. Um, oh yeah, in the CrossFit realm, uh, another athlete uh, tested positive for metabolite, two metabolites of a banned substance, and you know it's a real shame. Like I, metabolites are so like it's are like a decimal of a foreign substance, yeah. and um, this. A uh, young lady or woman, uh, Alana Fisk, is uh, facing a four-year ban for a substance she probably unknowingly took. 
or two substances she unknowingly took. And like, how old you, is she? Uh, I don't know, but she's pretty young. Early right? to mid twenties. Yeah. yeah, early to mid twenties. Yeah. Well, I mean, and like, if she's in her early twenties, she still got the room. To yeah, come back. but like, do you? I mean, four years is four years is a, a long, long time. time. Yeah, like, and maybe she's so committed to it that she's gonna be fired up to do it right. Yeah, four years is plenty of time to get off it. If she was on anything, I, I, I just want to say, Alana, yeah. I don't know if you'll ever see this, um, but I, I do. I feel sorry. Yeah, it, it's like devastating because, like, I know because you put in the work. Yeah, you put in the work, and like, this is something you longed for for so long. Like, you worked for it for so long for having to be ripped out from under you. It's truly devastating, and like, it's it's a shame. Like, it, like these these tests from uh, USADA are so hard to. I mean, people have done it, but they're... To in, pass? Yeah. No, I mean, to, to fool. Like, you yeah. can't... It's hard to fool them. Like, you have to you have to invest a lot of money and be really, like, a shitty person to do this. Yeah. Um, and, like, I, I really I really feel sorry for, like, her, 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 her journey to where she was going to be, like, the CrossFit Games and Waterpalooza. Like, it was steady progress year to year to year. And there wasn't, like, no exponential jumps. Like, she didn't go from, like, 92nd fittest woman in the United States to 6th. Yeah, like, all, yeah, all of a sudden to, like, 6th. Like, there was steady progress, like, yeah. every year to year. There wasn't some, like, suspicious... Yeah, like, and it wasn't, like, anything suspicious yet. Yeah, so... Like a gender reassignment. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that don't... I'm not going to touch that subject because there's going to be... used to be an Andrew. And yeah. Andrew, you know. <laughs> yeah, now she's an Angela. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, I, I, I don't get it. Yeah. But, um... Oh, we can touch on that subject. Well, I mean, that, 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 see, that, that kind of is part of that conversation is yeah. where do you draw the line on performance enhancement? Yeah. And in a way, like, that's what, what bothers me as a dad to a little girl. Because I, I have every intention of having Ava go through sports. Yeah. And it would, it would, I would be really pissed off if in her, I don't know, jujitsu match yeah. or like, women's wrestling match there's yeah. a dude there who's like manhandling my daughter that would piss yeah. me off you know or yeah he used to be or she used to be a he and now yeah competing and like, especially because, in a combat sport yeah hell no because their t levels yeah. have been like below the threshold for a year like no that's, that's like, a, if you if you're a violent uh, and no. i don't want to even say that that's I, a crock shit based yeah. on just rhetoric it's like yeah. Well, like I, scientifically, you retain the physiological benefits of having been a man and being soaked in testosterone for years. Yeah, and like, I don't. I'm gonna offend people, but like, I I grew up Catholic. Just don't curse. Yeah, yeah. I'm you know <laughs> I I grew up Catholic. Like, I don't think God makes mistakes. Like, if you were born a guy, you're meant to be a guy. Yeah. If you're born a girl, you're meant to be a girl. That's God doesn't. I I don't think God makes mistakes, and you know if. I'm not even going to say if he does, we shouldn't take it in our own hands to do it. Like, you, you were born a certain way. Like, yeah. I don't think you should change it. But, um, I mean, and like, and if you're changing it for the wrong, like, I, think I mean, still, you can do whatever the hell you yeah. want, honestly. Uh, it's not going to affect, affect me. But if you're going to do it the wrong reasons because you can't make it as a dude playing sports, yeah. you're going to all of a sudden become like a chick. Number 60th. Yeah. You become a chick, like, what the hell? Yeah. Charles Barkley, like, what the hell? And like, it's, you know, it's hard to say what that person's motivations are. Yeah. But it's, n- without I don't di- think it, jumping uh, yeah. into somebody's head. Yeah, like, I, I don't it, think it justifies. Like, it, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's like, it's like, because like, you couldn't hack it. Obvious. Yeah, yeah, it's like, because it you couldn't hack it as a dude competing. Yeah. You're going to switch genders now? Like, yeah. And then all of a sudden you demolish. Yeah, that shouldn't even be a, like, a consideration. Like, no, you're, you're, you're a scumbag and, at that point. And, like, this sounds really insensitive, but I think if you're a woman, that say allows for someone like Fallon Fox who used to be a man to compete in women's MMA and demolishes the competition of normal women yeah you should step in the ring yeah with Fallon Fox yeah. and experience that to prove that you're so all about your um what is that like uh, inclusive like you're you're all encompassing oh, yeah. inclusive it's like you should you should you should take that yeah and really feel it because I feel bad for the women that are competing and have put in the work for no. years to do it. And I think, I think it even puts those women in a bind 
because now they're having to like keep their mouths shut because they don't want to be seen as like well, bigots. Yeah, it, it puts them in a bind. Like they're like they're competing yeah. to compete with yeah. women. Yeah, and I mean it's it's dangerous. Like a man's strength and aggression is. I mean it's. It's different it's than different. Fight, yeah. It's different than it's fighting a man is different than fighting a woman. This is different. Like, regardless of what gender you are, like yeah. it, it is. Right. And like, a man's strength is different than a woman's strength. And like, I'm not saying like you know, men are biologically strong or anything like that, but biologically, men were meant to be stronger. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's that's how genetics work. And, and I'm, yes, I'm not a scientist, and like I'm with not enough training yeah. as a woman, you could be stronger than a yeah. man. But who's but what's the metric of a man? Are we talking like yeah. some? Some pencil-necked guy who works IT, or are we yeah. talking half Thor Bjornsson? Like, yeah. what's the metric there? Yeah. So, do we take like some some really strong powerlifting slash BJJ black belt woman to compete with someone like a half Thor Bjornsson? And yeah. then how do we gauge that? Uh, I don't know. But, but, I, but I mean, just to, to scale it back down, it's like I don't know. It's just <laughs> if you're a woman and you've been competing as a woman. Since you're a kid, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you're getting demolished by some by someone who transitioned. Like that just I don't know. That just stinks. <laughs> it's it's unfair. It's basically what it is. Yeah. And I think we were we were trying to talk about um, uh, hormonal advantage or uh, supplements. And, yeah. And that is kind of ties back into that conversation. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you have an adva- unfair advantage, like yeah. we don't like, who's that guy? Uh, the guy that like did the CrossFit Games. Like, oh, Ricky Garrard. Yeah. Um, he did this. You know, he, he competed like, really uh, well in the CrossFit Games in 2016 or really 2017. Well. Really well. He was uh, third. He was just like this new kid on the block, like rookie CrossFit athlete, performing super well. Yep. And they like, they I, did like the fittest documentary with him, and uh, they asked him point blank, like, hey. What do you think of steroids? Like, would you take them? And he's like, no, I couldn't do it. I couldn't look my parents in the eye and uh, take the stuff and knowing that I cheated. Like, I, I wouldn't be able to lift myself. And what happened was the dude got nixed because he, he was tested positive for a steroid. Like, how do you, how do you, like, how do you boldface? So if we have that standard. Yeah. Where when The worst part was guy, he faced that band and his brother did the same thing the following year. Like, so how does that happen? If we're trying to maintain integrity yeah. and say we don't like cheating, but we somehow found this loophole whereby if you have a um, a gender reassignment, because it's such a hot social justice accepted thing, where's the line of fairness and where is the integrity there? Yeah. I mean, like, it's just, where do you draw the line? Like, I mean, like, we had this conversation. Like, if steroids were regulated or permitted, what would be too much? If I just feel so inclined because yeah. I suck at being a dude doing jujitsu, yeah. tomorrow I'd be like, you know what? I, I'm just gonna transition, and I'm just gonna smash girls down with my brute strength, and that'll give me a leg up as I develop my technique. Yeah. See that's that? That's try. yeah. That's <laughs> it's unfair and it's it's not right. Yeah. So, so but, um, I mean, yeah, man, that's that's a deep, sucks. yeah, that's a that's a deep subject, and uh, I definitely yeah feel like the the butt hurt of people. What? And, and we I got offended. to that because we were talking about like running your own race. Yes, yeah. like, like well, people people are gonna cheat in your race, and like you just yeah. have to kind of deal well, with it. Well, that's just that's just it. It's like yeah. when there's so much on the line, yeah, the prestige, like the prestige, the fame, the glory of it. I mean, you look at Lance Armstrong, and it's like, yeah. the guy was on the top of the world for years. Yeah. Well, and it, if he had never been caught. Wasn't there a guy before him who did the same thing, and he didn't, like, they didn't reveal his secret until mm. after? And he's like, yeah, I did the same shit as Lance Armstrong, I just didn't get caught. And then they retroacted all his medals, too. <laughs> I don't... I think, I think there was. I think, yeah, I think okay. it's on Icarus. I'll have to, yeah. Which is a, yeah. a documentary if you're into, like, the whole doping scandals and stuff like that. Like, it's a really interesting document, documentary to uh, yeah. watch. 
Um, since sports are not going on, you might want to start watching like yeah, sports watch, documentaries. Like, sports. Yeah, and Again, start watching documentary like the, understand the history docu- documentaries and all kinds of craziness. Yeah. But um. But that that's gonna be we're gonna revisit that again and again and again. Oh yeah, it's just a perpetual cycle and we're because gonna have ultimately to, what it boils yeah. down to for me. And is I promise people too, like we're gonna get people. We have other yeah, topics. Yeah, we'll we have, have other topics. And we're we're gonna have other uh, guests on here because I feel like we'll probably circle back to yeah. those yeah talking points a lot. Yeah, uh, we just had like a scheduling issue today. We were supposed to have a guest today, so yeah. it's just the two of us. Sorry. But, um, Which is all right, since yeah. we have to redo it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That yeah. Oh, yeah. That would have been really so bad. So now that we know that we have to maintain that that like, that like approach mm-hmm. to make sure that we are being respectful to the, our guests. Yeah. So we don't go, hey, uh, can we redo that? Yeah. <laughs> are you available? Yeah. All right. So what have we got? What else have we got on the docket? Uh, go ahead and break it down. I'm going to check on it. Yeah. Um, we, didn't to- well, we didn't really touch too much on stoicism. Um that was like a one thing and then after that we just got basically take care of yourself spring break yeah don't cause trouble so I mean we can dive deep into stoicism a little more and I think it's something that you cultivate it's something that I've gotten into more as I got older I mean yeah and like I was doing it already when I was younger yeah I just didn't know what you were doing necessarily yeah yeah, I didn't really know what I was doing necessarily yeah so um, and it was a it, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, is it kind of a side effect of putting yourself in uncomfortable circumstances all the time and just learning to be comfortable in them? Yeah. Like, um, I, I just learned to brace the suck, basically. And I had a game plan, like, you know, from my freshman year onward, I had a game plan of what I wanted to do. Yeah. And nothing was going to deter me. So, yeah. Um, yeah, most people who went to high school with me would tell you, like, I was very focused on one thing and one thing only, and it was getting a scholarship. And it's gonna win. Yeah, I'm just gonna. I, I wanted to get out. Of, I didn't want to be there, so I wanted to get out of there. And I was yeah, very driven. And I had my goals and stuff. And, yeah. and a lot of people saw me as a, as an asshole. And I was very like uh, standoffish. Yeah. But I knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. So is that? Can you consider that being really standoffish or not? I think there's just something about being yeah. focus driven that yeah. always sets you apart as as being the possible asshole in any circumstance. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's easy to see like. Take like, you think like David Beckham's face. Yeah. And you always want to punch him. Because Switch just so, his face with Robert Pattinson. <laughs> well, we're talking about sports. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, in terms of I, like, um, he's got a yeah. look where it's just like, he's very yeah. polished. Yeah. Um, or, um, and he's married to like Posh Spice. Like, there's just an air about yeah. him that's just me. But it's like, he's gotten to that station in his life because he's earned it because he's put in the work. Yeah. So obviously he's gonna come off a little bit arrogant because he's earned those things. Yeah, and he's dealt with Agreed. a lot, and I think that look on your face is almost kind of defines what stoicism is. It's just, you're just a still. It's almost like a like a like a like a like a weight. Yeah, like a heaviness about you. But that's because you've dealt with so much stuff and dealt yeah. with so much. Well, stuff. I I think a good example of stoicism is uh, Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, he went like I think, I think he was drafted in the sixth round. He won oh, a comp- he won a conference title for University of Michigan. Wasn't drafted as high as he expected to be, and he made everyone pay because a lot of people like he didn't, I don't think he had a good combine. He was very uh, he had a very low grade I think going into the draft, and he made it a goal to just basically crush. to crush. And he's got like what six Super Super Bowl titles or. I don't know because I grew and people up. People hate him. Well, yeah, I'm one of those people. Like I grew up, in, <laughs> I grew up in New York, and I, yeah. I hate the Patriots. Like, yeah. and like the Giants. Thank you for beating them twice, uh, Eli Manning. I don't know how you, I don't know how you go a season throwing 20 touchdowns and 40 interceptions and still make it to the Super Bowl. I don't know how you do that, but yeah. he did. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy that like they give Tom and the Pats so much grief and I think it, it's kind of the same feeling where if you see some guy who wins too much if you see yeah. someone who's like at the top of their game there's just something about Hell. them that just makes them a target well hey, I, can't think, believe, I can't believe I'm saying this like, go for it haters hate winners yeah and winners I think fuck. it's just like the, as the gap, yeah. the gap grows yeah. it's a mirror to your own inability to strive yeah because yeah. you, 
And that yeah. should be informative. That should tell you, like, I need to try more. Yeah. I, should, I should probably try harder. Yeah. So I'm not, it, it was literally from, like, 2004 onward is when I hated New England. Yeah. Because, like, they were always in the playoffs of the Super Bowl. And I was like, can somebody just please beat them and just knock them off? Yeah, just yeah. beat them off their, you know. And that's when you start to lo- like, look for things yeah. to, like, devalue their, their efforts. Because you, yeah. come, you come up with, like, the deflate gate thing. Yeah. And little things like that. Because you just are looking for a reason to say, oh, this is why yeah. they seem to be untouchable. Yeah. Because it's actually all a lie. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> like, like I said, like. Or losers hate winners, or haters hate whatever I said. Yeah. Haters hate hate winners. Is that what I said? Losers I hate winners. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, losers lose and winners win, man. Like winners yeah. keep going on doing what they're doing. They they don't really it's, care what you know what you think of them. They just well, I mean, it's a. I gotta find the there's some sort of like research on this, but like it's a spiral. Yeah. Like the more that you achieve, that spiral keeps going up and up and up. Because you start to develop the skills necessary to create winning habits. Yeah. And that seems super esoteric and up in the air. But you do. When you realize that having a sense of personal awareness and accountability, knowing your own body, understanding what you need to do in circumstances and environments, you, you develop a killer instinct for winning. Yeah. And when, and then you learn, you learn how to execute, yeah. Well, and then you're surrounded yeah. like like you are, in the, or in, definitely in Tom's case, you're surrounded by other winners. Yeah. So you're in just this, this whirlwind mm-hmm. of winning, and you get the opposite of that if you happen to be a loser. Yeah. If you're a chronic loser. I hate to generalize, <laughs> but like if you're a, just a bum living in like uh, a low class neighborhood or like in a trailer park, you're in you're bound to be hanging out or just surrounded by people who are losers. Um, Everything alright? Yeah. Got jingles over there. Yeah. I was an alarm. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you're just just bound to be surrounded by people whose behaviors are shit or, or like Sending them over into bad behaviors. Yeah. This is why like, there's that whole idea of like recidivism when it comes to like um, people that go to jail all the time. You know, like, right. it, it's a like perpetuating cycle. Yeah, it is a perpetuating yeah. cycle because you're just in that environment. Yeah. That's all you, that you know. You just need to, like, you have to shift your paradigm somehow, mm-hmm. uh, change something. Yeah. And even like a small change, like, like making your bed every day, yeah. can go miles and miles and miles to lead to something else yeah so like it it goes to like the motivational piece that we talked about before like you know if you're going through hell if you're going in a tough place right now just keep keep going because obviously like things are going to get but they have to get better and like if you life is long yeah like yeah i mean well life life, is long and life is short life is (laughs) life is long life is short i it's it's a journey it's not a it's not a final destination don't be confined to your past like don't don't let your past keep you in the same place um because it's not going to dictate your future only yeah. you can only the present you dictate your yeah future. only the presence and only the present and future can dictate yeah. your future and only you can control that so um it's yeah, not small. to say that it's easy yeah the the realization of all these things doesn't make it any easier you stop to put in the work yeah exactly um just because you realize there's obviously a gap between myself and tom brady it doesn't. It's not going to make it so that if you just go and start throwing footballs tomorrow, yeah. you're going to become Tom Brady. Just, like, like <laughs> life doesn't work that way. So it's just not, not just going to give yeah. it to you. Well, that's why like you have to. Everything is earned, not given. Like mm-hmm. you have to earn. Like if you're not happy with where you are. Like you have to earn your happiness. Yeah. Uh, and I think Andy Frisella like wrapped on this for like a like 15 minute podcast. Like it's like if you're not like the reason why he's so successful now is because he had to do a lot of he worked his ass off for Eat six years. Lot. Yeah. And like, when he was at his lowest point, he was like 340 pounds. And he looked himself in the mirror. He was not happy with how he looked, and he had to get up off his ass and do. That's why he started like the 75 hard. And if you don't know what the 75 hard is, it's um a mental. Yeah, well, no, it's a mental toughness challenge. Hmm. Um, 75 days, you have to work out every day, twice a day. One uh one workout a day has to be outside. Okay. Uh, read 10 
10 pages a day, a self-improvement book. It can't be an audio book. It has to be a hard copy. Um, no cheat meals, no alcohol, um, straight water. Yeah. And, um, yeah, for 75 days. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a complete mental toughness thing. Like, most people can't do things for more than a week yeah. before giving up, like diets. Well, the other part of that is um, in order for you to get to really develop a change that's going to become a part of your new lifestyle. Yeah. Um, I've heard this, and I don't. I also need to like corroborate, um, or validate the, the research behind this. Is that in order for you to generate true successful habits, especially when you're trying to break away from something, you need you need to develop escape velocity from the current orbit that you're at. Yes. What that means is that um, in um, like in space, or like rockets, if you're pulling the, if you're stuck in the gravita- gravitational pull of say a planet. Or let's say that planet is your is your life, the behavior that that you the behavior, a set of habits that you lead day by day. In order for you to break away from that, you have to do things drastically, way, way, way outside of that, because the magnetic pull of what you do now is going to try and keep you in the same spot that you're at, at your current status quo. Mm-hmm. And if whether it's trying to lose weight or trying to be more attractive to the opposite sex or trying to basically you, know, you have to be uncomfortable with you what you're doing yeah very uncomfortable yeah. and you're going to step outside of who you are because who you are as you define yourself is going to be completely different from the person that you create mm-hmm. all of the things that that person does is going to be is not going to be you and so you have to be okay with that so that, that's actually really cool the whole notion of like 75 hard because it really gives you is it 75 days 75 days it gives yeah. you 75 days very specific things to do yeah so the and, and and like very like strict guy i mean they they seem simple from afar yeah. but i like, tried doing it for 75 days yep. like because things happen within those 75 days like yeah. somebody's birthday you know anniversary a holiday like and you it's know those, like how, how are you gonna well, how are you moments, gonna react there's those moments that are yeah. gonna magnetically draw you yeah. back into what your old status quo yeah. was and like you know andy priscilla is from uh, Missouri so like it's snowing Missouri right now like he has to, he's doing the 75 hard like he has to go run outside yeah. for you know 45 minutes yeah. every day like that that changes you mentally like we're we're fortunate to live in a beach community you know in Sarasota where it's nice out most of yeah. the year it doesn't you know it doesn't snow it, <laughs> the rain it rains for like 20 minutes at a time so yeah. you could do that. Like the only thing like, oh, I guess is like, humidity, yeah, man. yeah, you can run in humidity. I mean, if you do it, if you time it right, you don't run midday. Like you're gonna be fine. So, uh, it, it there's there's certain blessings with certain places where you live, and like the 75 hard can only be as hard as you make it, basically. Yeah. Um, let's take a quick break, okay. and uh, we'll get back and record something else. Cool. What's up, guys? It's Mark from Florida's Fittest Podcast. Let me tell you about a project my primal being, Mark Cabanning, and I have been working on. It's called Streamline. Streamline is a swim program with the goal to help you build confidence in and around the water. For my CrossFit athletes, this might be the missing part of your game. For my triathletes, to help you build more confidence in that part of the race. For my first responders, God forbid you ever have to make a water rescue and extraction. I want you guys to be the most prepared for it. For my military members, water confidence drills and combat stroke. I'll be releasing some step-by-step tutorials and drills to help you maximize your swim potential and have you swimming more efficiently and more effectively. As most of you guys know me, I was a competitive swimmer for 15 years. Eight of those years at the national level. Qualified for Olympic trials in 2008 and 2012. Qualified for World Champ Trials in 2009, was a collegiate swimmer at Florida State University, and I want to help share my knowledge. I want to spread my knowledge with you guys, get you swimming the best you could ever swim. Um, I guarantee you guys, working with me, I'll have you swimming faster and more effectively than you ever have. Thanks. We're back. Yeah, we are back. Back in black. No. So we've been doing been busy with a little project. Yes, we have. Um, if you're a CrossFit athlete, a triathlete, first responder, or a military candidate um, trying to go into like spec ops, uh, 
you know, pararescue, Navy SEAL, SWIC. Uh, I have some news for you, so stay tuned. Uh, I am going to be releasing some swim content uh, just to be just to help you guys be more com- confident and swim more effectively uh, in and around water. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I hate bringing up like my swim history, but like it, it's yeah. So, like, what it, makes you think you're so qualified there? Uh-huh. Well, I, I swam for I swam competitively for 14 years, over 14 years. I swam at a national level for eight of those years. Uh, I'm more safety certified. I've done I've done ocean rescue. Um, at one point, I was uh, in in the process of coming uh, going into the SWIC program for the Navy, and um, yeah, like I, I just want to give this content to a lot of people. Um, and you crushed it, like, yeah. And like uh, one, I, I've been sitting on this project for over a year. I've been wanting to do this last year. Yeah. Uh, and two, like I'm just honestly like I'm tired of watching CrossFit athletes swim. And like just cringing on the horrible technique that some of them have. Like I understand, like you know, being around water is like not accessible to a lot of them. Yeah. But I, I, I feel like there's no reason why everyone doesn't know how to swim properly. Yeah. And like for there's no reason why the Australians sweep all the swim po- like all the swim events. Yeah. Like well, they're surrounded by yeah, water. They're surrounded by water, but you know, like. Why can't some of the California people, like, you know, I feel like cross, CrossFit athletes are selfish in a way where they don't want to share their secrets. Yeah. I know I'm not going to go to games, so I don't give a fuck. Like, I'll, I'll share my secrets yeah. regardless. But, like, China Cho, Colleen Foch, Amanda Barnhart, Kenny Leverage, like, they were, they were all collegiate swimmers, like, and I don't see them having any, like, swim programs or anything to help their other athletes I know uh, China Cho like showed some stuff to Rich Froning and now he's a better better swimmer but like yeah but only in that context yeah this is like a yeah there's like exchange conversation yeah like I I feel like there's so much more to be added and like I know like all the all the athletes from comp training they do a pretty good job at swimming with all their athletes but I feel like a lot of this stuff can be you know capitalized on and uh, it'd be it'd open up a lot of doors and like if this is one part of your game that you really struggle in I feel like I can help you out tremendously Um, you know just stroke analysis and like watching you swim I can correct so many things um, that you do wrong and I'm going to be releasing some a lot of like really helpful top uh, really helpful content to help you swim better more effectively and be more confident in the water uh, than you already are so that's cool so that's me uh, swim strong swim strong swim project yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna have. I'll we'll give it a name. We'll give it a name. Yeah. We start to trickle out some of that stuff. Yeah. Over the next few weeks, we we already sat down and hammered out like six, five, six pieces of content. Yeah, and I know uh, Henry Henry Sales. Mm. He's an in-town athlete. Like he's a uh, the Henry Sales. The Henry Sales. Yeah, my uh, non-biological identical twin. Uh, he's already shown a lot of interest in it, and yeah. uh, he he's like he's like, bro, like it, it's it's one part of my my game that. I'm lacking in, yeah. and like if I could, you know, do this better, like it'd make everything else better. He's and, like uh, regional. He's gone to regionals. He's, he's gone to regionals. He competed competed at Waterpalooza, I think, last year. Yeah. Um, he does a lot of local, like big, big competitions. Um, you know. I think he's a sleeping giant, man. Like, yeah. I, I really think. I, I, just I, yeah. Yeah. I I think like. Yeah, I think one good competition for him would be a lightning rod for him to take off on because yeah. he's, he's so athletic like, yeah. he's been doing CrossFit since since almost the beginning like almost yeah. when it became really big like 2011 yeah. I think he started doing CrossFit so but we're going to get him on the podcast hopefully uh, sometime in the near future and uh, he'll tell you more about his life story how he got into fitness he's a really humble dude like super cool yeah. super chill so uh, I'll be really said, interesting like, he's going to be me one of your first subjects for um, the swim program. Yeah. And then, like, you know, the triathletes, like, I, I know the run and bike portion of triathletes are something that most triathletes don't struggle with, but the swim, everyone dreads the swim part. 
um, just because it's foreign and it's a whole like, different, literally a whole different. It, it's 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 a whole different world. Right? You know, yes. water is a different different planet, man. It's uh, it almost feels like it's a whole different world. So, and it it's something that, like again, like people like to control what they control. Like you can't control the ocean. Like, no, you can't. So, you've been um, living it, in it for. Yeah. A couple of decades. And it freaks freaks people out, but I'm I'm comfortable with the water and like, I have a lot of respect for Mother Nature and Mother Ocean, but I, I'm I'm fairly comfortable with water, in and around water. So yeah. speaking of which, it is spring break, so all you yeah. bastards that are uh, I mean all you wonderful people yeah. coming down to Sarasota, Florida to partake in one of the most beautiful beaches in the world, Siesta Key. The number one beach in the country, number six in the world in I the think. World. How about respecting yeah. that beach? Yeah. Uh, please respect. If, you, if, yeah. if you travel for spring break, I know there's a huge, like, with everything going on in the world right now, it's travel is, some people are doing it, some people are very restrictive about it. Mm. If you go somewhere for spring break, please be respectful. Treat the place like it's your own place. Um, you, you know, you're not going to dirty up your own house, so please don't dirty up ours. Yeah. Um, or maybe you do dirty up your own house, but please, are, you're yeah, yeah, please, <laughs> please re- respect where we live. Um, like I said, like you know, Siesta Key is the number one beach in the country right now. But it's, I think it's been in the top, at least top three for the last decade. I would say. Yeah. Um, ever since I heard about it, it's been number yeah, one. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a beautiful place, and uh, yeah, just be respectful. Uh, it's a lot. It's, it's, it's going to be busy. Um, don't do anything stupid. Don't drink and drive. Please don't drink and drive. It because it's not. It's not only going to affect you. It's going to affect people around you. If you hurt anyone, it's definitely it, yeah. It's going to hurt so many people down the line. Um, there's, so I mean, so Siesta Key offers uh, Surfside Free Ride, which True. is a free taxi service. So you don't have to drink and drive. And, like there's so many options with Uber and Lyft and all those things. Yeah, the too, cost so. of that is far cheaper than the cost yeah, of but DUI. Or, yeah, DUI or, or make somebody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, don't don't do anything to end up on YouTube. Uh, hot? No, what is it? A uh, world star? Facebook? Uh, Instagram or Twitter? I think it's mostly Facebook or Snapchat. Yeah, Snapchat. Like don't Facebook, don't, yes. don't do anything to end up on social media. How yeah, about that? Like. Yeah. Because we already got enough for all the terrible reasons. Yeah, all the, yeah, just all the terrible reasons. Um, yeah, and that's about it. You want to have some uh, closing statements? Um, my closing statement is: um, run your own race. Um, I like to geek out on a lot of this stuff, yeah. and I like learning all the technical lingo. But really, at the end of the day, what it boils down to is. How are you creating the life that you want so that you can be happy? And if being stuck on the couch, or feeling miserable because you don't feel attractive enough to talk to that girl, talk to that guy, um, if those things bother you, put in the work to start to set your path, run your own race, yeah. and get and to whatever that goal happens to be. And to riff off that, your uh, final topic, uh, two things I think will help people with that is asking yourself the hard questions like Andy said yeah. like are you being real with yourself or are you just being nice to yourself yeah and then two the accountability mirror yeah. is your mirror will tell you a lot of things about yourself yeah. if you don't like what you see you need to change it yeah and like David Goggins said in his book and I highly recommend everyone read uh, You Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins um, I would download the audio book just cause uh, there's like two hours extra content there's something to be said about if you don't like what you see, go ahead and change it. Because there's there's just so much of this whole idea of self acceptance now. And that's good, but I think it's self acceptance in the moment, like you said. If you've if you've done everything to prepare yourself for the competition, accept the fact that this is as much as you've done and if the competition happens to show up with a much better package, mm-hmm. um, having trained harder, you can only do the the most that you can do then. Yeah. And then you just have to submit your just to yourself submit yourself to the fact that these are the circumstances you can go. Yeah. It's not to say that you should give up. Yeah. Once you walk away from that competition, once you walk away from the circumstances of, um, well, I was born without arms. How do I... I think at the end of the day, you need to be a proud, be proud of what you did. Yeah. You, be, you need to be proud of yourself. Well, you did what you can do yeah. and then how you can move forward yeah. to, to, to reach for those goals. Because for me, there are far too many examples of people, especially with the... Um, 
with the uh, Paralympics. The fact that the Paralympics exists is an amazing thing because back in the day, people who were in the Paralympics would have been written off as just street trash. Those people would not have gotten any assistance, but then there are people who have no arms or legs who are masters at a given uh, uh, sport. Shooting, yeah. archery, archery, what have you, yeah. whatever else. Swimming, I mean, swimming. Yeah, they, like beyond what I'm capable of, yeah. with all my limbs intact. So, if you're watching this and you feel like you're hemmed in or pushed down by the man, you need to take a moment to look in the mirror and say, none of that yeah. really matters. It's all you. It's holding yourself yeah. back. And you, you also have to remember too, like there are far more people who have it worse off than you too. Yeah. So like, like uh, I think Andy. Like the real AF uh, podcast riffed on this too. Like, I grew up in a difficult situation, but my difficult situation might be somewhat as easy difficult situation. Yeah. Like, everyone has their own hard, everyone has their own easy. Yep. So, everything is catered to you and how you perceive it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's it. Like, the only thing I could say for my closest stuff is always be the best version of yourself. And I know I, I say it every every time, but it's true. Like. Read more, learn more, do more, be more, and like that's all you can do. Um, you know, stay in your own lane, follow your own race plan, yeah. and execute. That's it. Regardless of what do. happens, as long as you got breath in your lungs. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if you're proud of yourself, then you did a good job. Yeah. But if you're not proud of yourself, then you have to do something to implement change. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what happens, just keep fucking going. Yeah. Um, anyways, so if you want to find me. Facebook, Instagram, social, wherever. That's my primal being. And uh, this gentleman. Yeah, you can find me at MCOX91 on Instagram. And uh, yeah, shoot us a DM. Give us any suggestions, talking points. Um, we'd love to hear from you guys. And I promise you we'll have a guest soon. Uh, we just have to work out scheduling, logistics, and everything like that. So uh, thank you guys again for listening. And uh, I hope to hear from you guys soon. Oh, peace. First of all, a oh. quick... Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, shoot. My bad. I didn't press anything yet. No, 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 no. I almost forgot. <laughs> Just a quick shout-out to uh, Fellowship Jiu-Jitsu, uh, Werther Martialis. Um, it's something I've been playing around in my mind to doing yep. for a while and then finally getting to doing it. So, There you go. Representing. Yeah. Fellowship Jiu-Jitsu. You know, I'm kind of being like you. Like I won't <laughs> rock a shirt unless yeah. I actually really like yeah. it. So. There you go. It's been really yeah. good. Well, I always love Florida State. I'll always bleed garden and gold. So, uh, shout out to the uh, unofficial, official, yeah, fuck yeah. We're, we're official ACC championship basketball team, uh, men's championships, uh, one, officially winning the conference. And um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you would have won the NCAA tournament too. So, uh, congratulations to you guys. Uh, Leonard Hamilton, you're the truth. You've been there forever. And, um, yeah, like, way to keep consistent. Like, he just kept chipping away at it forever and just, like you said, kept on going. Yeah. So, um, and, uh, thank you for Overton for hosting us and having us here. And, uh, yeah. yeah. So, thank you guys for listening again. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Deuces.